This is the Roaring Elephant podcast, and we're bringing back to you our favorite reporter, Dave, who's going to talk a bit more about what we actually started talking about two weeks ago by now. Time flies. And that's about corporate culture and how it impacts the lives, society, even even extraterrestrials if they exist. I mean, we can't say they don't unless we have proof, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk Fermi paradox or just just just? I I yeah. I think I'll just <laughs> swiftly move on from that. We we are indeed. So we're we're talking. Like this is sort of the piece that crosses over a bit between sort of ethics and culture. I think um, um, is ethics too narrow. I mean, sometimes ethics is a very broad thing. Sometimes it's a very narrow thing. I have, a, I have a problem with the word ethics. To be honest, I, I have no ethics. That's probably the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> the problem with with your ethics is you have none. I I, I think if you think about ethics in the in the broader sense, uh, rather yeah. than the narrower sense, but the this was uh, as you said, this was inspired by the uh, ish, uh, the issues, the situation uh, going on at base camp. And there's a sort of, we decided to continue diving into this particular area. And what we're going to talk through today is the sort of the impact that you can make with cult company culture on, I suppose it's, it's the, it's the focus around your decision to try and remove whether something is a political or social decision from company. Like, is that even possible? I think is part of what we're going to be talking about here. And we'll, we'll start off with um, going back to uh, one of the points on uh, Jason Fried's uh, initial post on cha uh, changes at Basecamp, where he talked about not forgetting what we do here is the the title of that particular bullet point and it's this is sort of really talking about the fact that uh, you know, they they make project management team communication and email software they're not a social impact company and their impact is contained to what we do and how we do it now I I do understand what they're what he's saying here. He's saying that like their their primary I don't know primary deliverable is that what you would call it to mm -hmm. to the world is not uh, the social impact. They're not trying to topple dictatorships or um, you know ch change. Uh, change revolutions or that sort of thing. It's not their, not their primary focus as to what they do. But as, I think especially, well, not just the software world, like any, I mean, maybe any business, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is very uncharted territories, but almost any business has some, or can have some sort of impact 
on social fabric, social um, and political structures. You know, the simplest example would be a, um, well, I know, like a car company, mm -hmm. um, an automotive company, you, you know, a, a gasoline-powered car produces pollution. Uh, that's a very much a social issue right now. Um, that that's not the primary thing that companies do, but you've got companies that make weapons. Weapons themselves are, depending on your point of view, not necessarily inherently evil. What they can be used for can be very evil, um, and and you know, war profiteering and all these kind of things people get very excited about. You get uh, organisations that produce aircraft. And those aircraft can be used to ferry around business people post-COVID times, or they can be used to drop bombs on people. Very different sort of uh, use case in each case. Software, in my mind, and you know this particular case, it's it's similar to. Um, some of these things like if if you sell software to a particular organization you have a fairly good idea about what that will be used for there's a reason why many american companies for example have export blacklists like you mm -hmm. cannot sell certain software or services to certain countries because they are blacklisted or blockaded or you know exempt from certain countries being able to do business with them and that's a that's a government sort of position that is taken so it, it, with that sort of setting the frame like, do 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 you Jan, actually think that it is possible to just decide oh we're we're a, we make project management software therefore we completely absolve ourselves from any socio-political interactions. Interactions or responsibility? That's a, a nice one. Um, I think you can make the decision. That's easy. I decide <laughs> the, the sky is green. Doesn't make it so. So there's also a bit the, the, the perspective the, the, and what it actually means in the, in the real world, because again wishes and stuff like that i don't know you make it happen i mean a couple of examples you you mentioned there the car industry i mean you just have to look at the history of volkswagen and mercedes and just go back 50 60 years and you'll see what happened there were these people bad i don't know i wasn't there i'm not going to judge on that at all but it definitely had an impact on the socio-economical political time that was happening there yeah. Um, the one exception I would make is the export-import blacklists. That's one I think everybody can exception upon because it's the law. You're not allowed to yeah. do this. So basically, that's, you could say, we just confirmed the law. We don't make and we don't influence. We don't speak out about it. We just do what we're told. So that's one yeah. that I think is fair. But, but if you obey the law, are you not, uh, are you not making a statement by following the law? Uh, no, because uh, laws in general, at least in the civilized world, I mean, there are definitely parts of the world where laws aren't as, uh, as, as well sustained as over here, I guess. 
you have to follow the law. If you don't follow the law, you can disagree with the law. And if you really disagree, you have to move out of the country to a country that doesn't have that law. The moment that you agree to live in a certain place, you implicitly accept the laws that govern that environment. And you can speak out. You have to, if you're lucky, you have free speech. I say if you're lucky, because that's mm -hmm. not always. You have free speech. You can have uh, form your own political party to, to make your own legislation. I mean, you have all the freedoms to change things, but you have to do it within the system of law. You can't just say, I stopped paying my taxes. Again, you can say that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I wish you much success. That's not going to happen. So, yeah, I still think that's they, they get a pass on me on that one. Also because typically those things are not that far reaching and i mean i guess the recent huawei bomb by the us was kind of one that really impacted a lot of companies and um that caused a shift on how the economy worked definitely in big tech but again it was forced from top down people spoke out against or in, in, in favor of it mm. fine and if those you say i'm not going to comment because i can't change it anyway it's law I'll give people a pass on that, I guess. But the, for me, the thing is, even if you make that decision, I'm not going to be involved. I'm, I'm going to be totally devoid. I don't care about this whole thing. Does that mean that you as a um, clothing salesperson are totally happy selling shoes made by child labor in the third world countries? That's a social thing. I don't care about ethics. Mm. is that what they're I mean, saying here we're not a social thing so it's okay for us to do that because we don't talk about this i mean would you say that a similar parallel would be let's say you let's say you work at a software company and you work in a pre-sales capacity and you are asked to work with a particular prospect that does something that you <laughs> fundamentally disagree with. So maybe, uh, you know, m maybe you're very anti sort of big tobacco and smoking mm -hmm. or, you know, something like that. And you're asked to work with a tobacco company for their particular thing. I, I think it, you can, if you say that you're completely isolating yourselves from the social and political aspects, does that mean that you as a human being have no say, or you as an employee have no say in saying, I'd rather not work this particular opportunity or work with this particular company. If we can find someone else, I would rather that, that happen. Um, how do you mean we can't say? Of course you can say. Or do you mean that the company doesn't allow you to say something like that? Yeah. Because I've been lucky enough to work for companies that were enlightened, let's call it that. And I've actually had uh, one personal experience where I was asked to go service some hardware a long time ago. I was still a service engineer uh, for a, a weapons manufacturer. I mean, I lived in Belgium, three guesses who it is. <laughs> I don't like firearms. I can't get my head around how anybody could ever pull a trigger, even for sport. When I was asked to do that thing, um, I told my boss then that I felt very uncomfortable. He agreed. I still had to go because at that moment there was nobody else to go and it was a very urgent thing. So I went, but I never had to go to go there if there was any way of 
somebody else taking up that uh, mm. those tickets, those uh, support uh, interactions. So that was without any kind of organization, any layout, any planned stuff, just interacting, saying, I have a problem, and it was okay. Another company, more recent, and we're not going to name names here for companies when we talk about yeah. private stuff, but more recent, actually had an in-house uh, discussion group about a very subject. And tobacco was one of the things that came up very... Pro it's a very... The first thing you think about... Polarizing. Kind of yeah. Exactly. And actually, there was a discussion there also going on about how this should work and should we help these companies make things that are apparently proven to be bad for health? Is that something you can say no to? And basically, there also the consensus was that, well, as long as the business can still function, you as a person should be allowed to exempt yourself from interacting with them directly. The problem, of course, is what does it matter then? Because if I don't do it, there's five more that'll do it in my stead anyway. So I have still not bettered the world. I just have a nice little ticket now that I didn't do it. Yeah, but so I think that there's there's two there's two points here, isn't there? One is does the the statement that Jason's making mean that people can no longer speak out and say that even express that thought in the first place? Um, I don't think that's the intent of what he's saying, but I think the it brings it. Thing, right? Yeah, but the 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 sort of the piece of the conversation around like if if you decide not to do something and there are five other people that you know don't mind doing it then i i think for certain things it goes back to what you were saying earlier like if it's legal to do so then like you you choose not to do it for your own personal mm -hmm. sort of beliefs or whatever it might be your own personal social conscience whatever uh and someone else is you know does not think of the world in in that same way that you do and they go and do it i think that's fine as long as it's you know it's obviously something that is legal to do in the first place where and people have different thoughts and opinions on you know what they are willing to do willing to engage with and what they are not so it it's not i don't see this about necessarily changing uh you know changing the world well, it, one it's... one meeting <laughs> decline at a time i get that that to me is not really what this is about this is a this is more about uh, you as an individual and your sort of feeling that you can safely say, you know, what what you are comfortable doing and what you are not comfortable doing. Um, true and no, because I think the the number six there is more about what you publicly state. What you talk about internal in the in the company isn't really covered by this thing. This was this whole revamp at Basecamp was built around the public image, and they didn't want to have. Although no, it's also about the internal Basecamp, internal um, Slack channels, whatever they use, Basecamp channels they're using there as well. So it was not only external. 
Mm. So I think it's both. And even if it's just me, my personal thing, that's step one, right? Because, I mean, if I say I, as a, as a, as a buyer for a company, I don't want to buy from this company because you use child labor. I can't be okay if you, my colleague, decide to just go ahead and do it anyway. At that point, I will go one step higher and talk to the boss of the bosses and tell them, hey, I don't think we as a company should be doing this. Yeah. And at that point, it definitely falls under this, this bullet six. Because bullet six, yeah. as you can read it in which way you want, it can definitely be at least interpreted in this way that that kind of uh, talk, that kind of discussion should not be allowed to be uh, held in the company uh, environment. And definitely not, I would say, on the public environment. And yeah. there, on the one hand, I totally agree that every employee of the company should not go on Twitter and declare that my company does this, my company does that. You should have this channel, should have a PR person, because it's very hard to do this correctly. It's very easy to make mistakes. So I'm happy to have that channeled, but there should be a channel, basically, to channel it through. Perfect so, time to stop talking there. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a few kind of reasonably um, large-scale examples of this and uh, apologies if you work for a cloud provider we don't actually mean to pick on cloud providers it's just that uh, these are three really good examples uh, of the three major cloud providers that have all had similar sort of uh, conversations in the public public eye within the last couple of years yeah, and I think that the big cloud providers, they're a lightning rod because a lot of the uh, suppression in the world is no longer done by human fists. Well, it's still there as well, but also more and more by technology. And the big cloud providers are the big technology providers, the big AI providers. And basically that's where it, at a certain point over the years, kind of went up. And quite recently, actually, Amazon had a new, uh, this is the Verge article for people that are watching on YouTube. Uh, on the Verge, there's new, an article from the 18th of May about Amazon extending its ban on police use of its facial recognition software until further notice. So, good? Bad? Irrelevant? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know. I the there is that we we covered a while ago and in fact it's it's referred to it like close to the bottom like san francisco was the first u.s city to ban government use of facial recognition in may 2019 a number of other cities and locations have um you know either banned it or put restrictions on it I mean, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know what the right answer... I don't think there is a right answer here, honestly. <laughs> oh, <come on. laughs> but, I mean, it is within... It is absolutely within Amazon's own um, control as to who they decide that they will or will not sell their software services stuff to, surely. I don't think so. I mean, if I go to a, to a to pizza shop, the guy behind the counter cannot deny me a pizza. He has to sell me a pizza if I want to buy one. If I can pay for it and I'm not breaking any laws and being court courteous and everything, 
you're not allowed not to sell one because that would be discrimination, even racism potentially. There's actually, at least in this part of the world, laws against that. You cannot just say, I don't like you, I'm not selling to you. I mean, again, you can say it, <laughs> but it might have consequences. <laughs> so Amazon doing this, well, apparently they're not in court around it, so they're getting a pass on it. And we're not banging on Amazon here, right? Because we have yeah, similar articles. Definitely not. Definitely one not. here from Google, where Google also, this is from 2018, where uh, Sunil Pichai says we're going to stop doing the AI for military drones. And this was actually from a bottom-up movement within Google. Employees were fighting against uh, this collaboration. Some people got fired, I think, if I remember correctly. But in the end, the collaboration was stopped. And there's a third article I have here from Microsoft, just covering all the three big uh, cloud providers here. But quite uh, interestingly here, Microsoft actually will sell the Pentagon all the AI it needs, the article reads here in these articles from Business Insider. So three cloud providers, similar kind of technology, different kind of reactions to the question. Yeah. So... So, in your view, then you you believe that uh, Amazon, for example, is discriminating against against the police by Are you not saying Amazon them is more ethical than the rest. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not saying that. Are you saying Google but, is more ethical than Microsoft because they do and Microsoft doesn't? No, I'm I'm saying that all of this is. Uh, far more complicated than I have the brain cells to wrap my wrap round. And I, I think that's that's what really gets me about this whole kind of sixth bullet um in in the sort of the base camp blog post. Is it it states something seemingly relatively straightforward and simple, but none of these conversations that we've had over the last you know 22 plus minutes are in any way shape or form straightforward or simple there is nothing about this particular topic in my opinion that is no. straightforward and easy to make a black and white decision around like i yeah i don't i don't think that any of these organizations are like completely Blameless is the wrong word, but like there, many of them are responding to bottom-up pressure from within their workforce. In that that sort of that's the that was the the message from in the Amazon one. It was um, Amazon employees had, had pushed Amazon to scale back the project, mm -hmm. arguing arguing that it documented racial bias in facial recognition. Um, the the Google one had had similar sort of mm -hmm. uh, sort of pushback from you know internal Google employees, mm -hmm. referring back to the uh, now no longer there, but uh, once there sort of uh, do no evil uh, thing that was used to be one of Google's values before it got <laughs> quietly uh, taken around the back of the shed and shot. So I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know where this. I don't know where you draw the line here. I don't even think there is a line to be drawn. I think everyone has to make their own 
decisions and feel good about the decisions that they've made and if they feel that something is being done that they don't agree with then exactly to your point kind of earlier they there needs to be some form of of route for that that person that individual to communicate that their sort of their thoughts around what they believe is right and wrong and the company i'm not saying should immediately bow to that at all but an individual's opinion should be heard and considered even if the answer is i understand you believe that but we pay you a salary so we would we want you to go and do that particular thing that you don't agree about doing and then it's it's obviously absolutely your within your control to say well i get that you would like me to do that i'm not going to do that so here's my resignation and that's that's the ultimate control that individuals have in this particular piece and you know maybe there's an element to uh again kind of referring back to the inspiration of this topic basecamp maybe that is the only part of control that that uh that sort of third of people that departed felt they had left after mm-hmm. all of these kind of changes were made it's not so much that they um well i i don't know how they how they all felt obviously there's a number of articles that express different things but it is possible certainly that they felt the one thing that they could control in all this controversy was whether or not they continued to be there and they decided not to or they decided to announce their their departure so yeah it's it is a particularly complex area yeah, I mean, it's coming back to the same thing we talked about, about the uh, legal uh, laws and stuff like that. If you don't like the laws in your country, the only thing you can do is either try to change them or move. Mm-hmm. Same thing if you don't like a, a vendor or something, photo your wallet, don't buy its products. That's the only power you basically have. And as you say, it's not easy. And even if there was a straightforward answer, it's going to be valid for a single use case, for a single very limited environment and context. Because the different places of the world have different cultures, have different reactions, different ethics. There is no single right or wrong in that point. And this is also, of course, very new stuff. I mean, it's not like uh, the ancient Romans had the same problem and uh, actually coined a proverb called said mores said lex, which kind of translates to ethics dictate laws. And mm. that's also both on the macro, microeconomical scales, political scales, whatever. It's the, the 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 people that have to make their opinions known so they can influence decision makers. And there's, there's going to be some funneling going on. There's going to be some aggregation going on. It's going to be tempered, and that's fine. Extreme extreme things are bad in both directions. So that's why the whole system more or less works. Let's call it that. But the three articles here, you're saying that Microsoft, Amazon, and Google formed their opinion by listening more or less to what the people were saying than police were saying. I don't believe that. There is no trillion dollar company in the world that will let their bottom dollar be dictated by anything else but their stakeholders, their stock, the people that have the stock, the people that have, and they want to make money. Simple. And the one redeeming quality for number six on the base camp list is that it will hopefully avoid base camp from putting any kind of articles like this to the world 
Mm. This is pure PR. Why does Amazon put this up now? To give the company a good sheen. Why did Microsoft put up the, we will sell to the defense? Well, maybe that was something to do with the Pentagon or a uh, big Pentagon contact they were trying to win. They're not going to put up PR articles saying that they will not help the uh, defense organizations if they're also vying for a big contract. This is all marketing. It's all PR. So if number six at base yeah. can avoid this kind of PR, I'm all for it. <laughs> but I do mind if they stifle the entire discussion on the on all of these subjects. Agreed. Wow. But if you think about <laughs> where the PR... So I, I don't disagree that there's a, a huge amount of PR in these articles, a huge amount it's of PR news, spin news PR. in these articles. Like, of course there is. But if you think back to where that PR spin like, starts from, I don't believe... For example, I do not believe that Amazon would have made the decision to not sell stuff to law enforcement if none of their employees had spoken up. Um, well, let me, not specifically this one perhaps, but for the Pentagon deal, I kind of, this is after I left Microsoft, so I have no inside knowledge about this thing. But what I do know is that at that point, Google put out a thing that, oh, we don't want to sell to the Pentagon thing because it's military. We don't want to do that. Our employees don't want us to do that. So we are not offering. Reality is they were missing a number of compliance things, certifications that were required by the uh, tender from the defense. So they couldn't do it. Now, if I'm going to put out an article, I have to tell the world why me as the third biggest cloud provider is not going to be bidding for that $9 billion, whatever deal it is. Am I going to mm. say, well, we don't have certain things in place, so basically we're not good enough, whatever good means, to offer? Or am I going to say, yeah, listen to our people, we decided to be ethical and talk about this. <laughs> I mean, it's PR. Oh, don't... You're, you're so cynical. But you're, does that mean so I'm wrong? so cynical. Not necessarily, but maybe <laughs> in this case. I don't know. I, I, That's it. I, we don't know. We and don't know. Basing we don't know. any kind of decision-making on these kind of headliner news things that's a slippery slope. You should be careful with that. Yeah. It's a lot more important for every person to look at its own company and see what you can change inside. And that's where this whole thing started with, the whole diversity. The more diverse your company is, the less necessary these kind of discussions become because you don't have the myopic view. You have all the voices continuously adding to the mix. And occasionally there will be some ethical decisions to be made. But at that point, you should have a more a better worldview, a gestalt view yeah. that dictates the good the good decisions to make without having to go all of these difficult things and throwing down the hammer on me. Cannot talk about this anymore. That's bad. Sorry. <laughs> all right. So let's let's see if we can wrap this up with a one word answer to a question. Okay. I'll ask the question uh, and you give a one word answer. It's impossible. Can a <laughs> Can a company culture be divorced from the people culture? Ah, I think you were going to ask another, another question. Can a company culture be divorced of a people culture? No. I agree. There you yeah. go. Not yet. <laughs> the moment we have robot factories and no human inter interaction at all, <laughs> then it becomes useful. So Elon Musk, it's up to you. Okay. All right. There we go then. <laughs> 
Yeah, I couldn't couldn't agree more. I I think that while we have people within companies, I think the two are inexorably linked. The people make the company, not the other way around, right? I mean, anytime yeah. a company thinks they're making their people, that company will not be around for long. Yeah. Well, there we go then. Yeah. Well, for me, you can take it away. I think it's your end. Yes, you do the outro today. I think it is. So that is all the time we have today. You can support this podcast as always by becoming a Patreon. Every contribution helps. We are on YouTube. You can like, you can subscribe, you can comment, you can hit the notification bell, all of the YouTube things. Please go to www.roaringelephant.org for a link to our Patreon page and for more information about the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter using the at Roaring Elephant tag and you can send your feedback and social commentary to podcast at roaringelephant.org. Until next time, my name is Mostly Ethical Dave. And my name is, it's not because I'm a cynic, I'm wrong, Jon. <laughs> and we look forward to talking to you next week. Goodbye. See you then. See you also.